Please Touch the Art podcast. My name is Kiebe Rodier. I use they, them, theirs pronouns. My three fun facts are I'm very, 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 very sick and I can drive a stick shift and that's proven because we bought a new car or well, Oliver bought a new car, but I helped and it's a stick shift. We are now accepting old people like fantastic punk rock type names for the beautiful beautiful car who are you you need one more fun fact oh no that was three i can count because i'm sick (laughs) (laughs) hi i'm oliver licking my pronouns are they them and theirs i didn't know i needed three fun facts about myself give me three fun facts about yourself my last name sounds the way it does because it's a german typo Mm mm-hmm I bought a car today that I don't know how to drive. Facebook won't let you have your last name. Facebook won't let me have my last name because it's too salacious. Ooh, salacious. It, it tells me so. It says I have to prove that it's real because otherwise they think I'm, oh no, a drag queen or something. Oh no, not a drag queen. Not a drag queen. Oh wow. I need one more fun fact. I cannot drive a stick shift, but I just bought a stick shift car. You're going to learn from me. It's going to be great. Yep. I'm going to learn from Kiebe. Yeah. And I'm sitting under a weighted blanket, so this should be a great episode. Our roommate brought this weighted blanket into my house, and I'm just never going to leave. It's fine. We are recording off schedule for this week, or releasing off schedule, rather, because I think it's really important, like, coming from, like, a queer perspective, coming from a minority perspective... That, like, the holidays are just plain hard sometimes. And, like, I don't know how many of you out there, but, like, I definitely, there's certain people that I just can't come home to the holidays for. And I decided I wanted to be here for your holidays. And right now I'm starting with the standard, traditional, Western American Christian holidays. But you let me know if there are any other holidays I should cover If there's a way for me as a white person to do them respectfully, let me know. Maybe do a crossover podcast with me if you don't think I can do them respectfully but still want to hear from me. Let's get into this art. Do you want to start first or should I? Well, I can try to start. I think, is this a triptych? Am I seeing three paintings next to each other? Yeah, a triptych does mean there are three. Um, Scanning from right to left, the first image looks to be a very thin body um, with, with skin that's very, very close to the bone, but the head morphs into a skull. Uh, looks like there is a... A slit down the abdomen and this figure is gently holding a riffling like scroll like a scroll I'm gonna say that it is too difficult for me to read and or perhaps a language I don't know there appears to be in the background perhaps an implied night sky 
because I see a depth of different dark colors in the background. I think I see bones and skulls and either a slab of stone or wood, maybe a door over, I think, a hole. The next piece, and, and this piece kind of reminds me of tarot cards. It looks a little like that to me. Yeah, it looks a little like tarot cards. At least the, the, the outermost pieces of the triptych. The middle piece, there's a nude assigned female at birth figure. They um, have long hair trailing down behind their back. They are holding a small mirror towards their face, um, but looking off into the distance. It looks like a sort of farm scene in the background. There's three dogs. One is a small floofy dog. <laughs> oh, the this person is wearing sandals. Yeah, they're wearing sandals. Interesting choice for nudity to keep the shoes. Hey, at least they're not wearing socks. You know, that's the first thing to go when I'm stripping, but that's fine. And then there's a pair of greyhounds. I really like dogs, so this image is good. I can see why the rest of this is Halloween-y, and I'm sure I'm going to learn more about it. Um, there's trees. There appears to be a cottage or a house in the background, or a couple of houses. All three of these members of the triptych are in gold frames on the image that I'm seeing. And they're placed without any matting right into the frames. And then the third image also reminds me a little bit of a tarot card. There is a humanoid figure with an animalistic face, perhaps, a, or a slightly implied animalistic face, at least the nose, perhaps, has, I think, ears or horns. I'm seeing um, sort of a human-shaped chest, but at the elbows, their arms are outstretched and look more claw-like with sharp talons sort of at the elbows. There's a face in our friend's abdomen here. <laughs> Just like looking like a gargoyle with a serious underbite. Uh, and then it I'm... looks like it's got his cheeks puffed out. There are humanoid legs, but like those feet are definitely bird's feet. Mm -hmm. And the lower half of this figure starting at the head in the belly... Uh, starts to turn to a dark green or black color, according to this computer screen. This creature appears to be uh, dancing on top of bodies, perhaps in, I think, implied flames or in an animal's jaw. I think that's a giant animal's jaw. This character also has a scroll sort of flying in the wind around it, like the first member of the triptych that also has words written on that it's a bit too small for me to see. And there's uh, some rocks in the frame. Oh, I think this, this character also has wings. This to me implies perhaps something pagan or something I don't have a whole lot of passing familiarity with. Lol, it's not pagan, it's fine. It's not pagan. It's a reference. It's a reference to something. It's a reference to Spirits podcast. Oh, I forgot. I haven't listened to Spirits for a second. Shout out to Spirits Podcast. Yeah. We really enjoy you. You probably won't hear this episode, but it's it would be cool if you did. Is there anything else you want to touch down on? Hmm. No, I want to hear more about it from the person who actually knows about these pieces. Sure. I want to stress that all of these figures are completely 100% nude. All their genitalia is forward facing. I also want to focus on the fact that the woman is looking in a mirror 
I also want to point out that she would have been considered classically pretty for the time. I also want to point out that the devilish figure in the rightmost panel, the rightmost panel has breast tissue similar to what an assigned female at birth person would have. My read of what they're doing with their feet is that they're tossing people into the mouth of this creature. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. I also want to point out like one of these greyhounds, the way that it's lounging, like its legs are just splayed wide open towards the other greyhound. Doggos don't always sit like that. Or if they do, they don't always get painted like that. No. I don't think I've seen a painting that looks like this before. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Do you want to tell me any feelings or thoughts about what you might think that this painting means? It's a Halloween episode, <coughs> so you picked something spooky, right? I picked something spooky. I will say the person that I originally was going to record this episode with, I'm really sorry, Jay. I promise I'm a professional. Anyway, the person I was originally going to record this podcast with, we only saw the rightmost panel and we were like, yeah, this one looks really spooky. And then I Googled it and I was like, no, it's a part of a triptych. Gonna do it anyway. It's fine. So you looked for some tarot-looking art. I looked for... I I specifically Googled spooky art. (laughs) Okay. I mean, two of the three panels look spooky. Maybe there's gonna be... If they're related to each other, because triptychs typically are, then, like, is she about to get thrown into the mouth of this beast? Is perhaps Mm. um, this is gonna be a discussion of vanity or other things being a problem? Mm. Maybe. 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 Tell me more things. Tell you more things? Do you want me to just launch right in? Yeah. So, this is called The Triptych of Earthly Vanity and Divine Salvation. It's from 1485, and it's oil on panel. Originally, these panels would have been attached, as it happens, so that they would like fold together like a trifle like when you were a little kid. Mm -hmm. So like when you were a kid at the science fair and it would like fold up and then you'd pop it open on a table and it'd stand up just like that. Except cute. I'm ready to do a presentation in front of this scary thing. Right. Exactly. Aren't you just ready? It's actually currently at the Musée des Beaux-Arts de Strasbourg, and it belongs to a series. If you hear rustling, it's my cat. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, it belongs to a series called The Allegory of True Love and The Allegory of the Virgin. Clearly, though, this one is about vanity and divine salvation. And doggos. And doggos. Always doggos. And this painting is by... Hans Memling. Let's talk a, bit, a little bit about Hans Memling, unless you want to talk about the uh, the name of this piece. I think I'm okay. You're okay. All right. I want to hear about Hans. 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 He's not Hans from Frozen, I promise. But he's a painter from the Netherlands. Um, his last name actually has two spellings. Memling, spelled M-E-M-L-I-N-G, or Memlink which is M-E-M-L-I-N-C. He was born in 1430, somewhere between 1430 and 1440, and he died August 11th, 1494, because he wasn't important enough when he was a baby to write down 
when he was actually born. Is that how that works? No, I mean, that's kind of how it works. You really only... They really only know when you die if you get famous or, like, really, really rich or whatever. He was a painter of the Brugger's school, and he, like, came into play as an artist during the city's decline in its politics and its decline of commercialism, which I think is really interesting. He had a lot of imitators of his style, especially his final painting, which was a commission. It was a crucifixion panel from the Passion Triptych. Lots and lots of triptychs. Were they popular or he just liked to do it? I guess he was getting paid to um, do them. If he they was exist. getting paid to do them. Triptychs, um, triptychs and diptychs and polyptychs were kind of popular. Um, this one in particular, it is a triptych because it would have folded up and stood on a desk. It was actually made to be packed in your, like, suitcase so the scale of it is small it's rather small um each panel is each of these panels was 22 by 15 centimeters each um you gotta just carry those reminders of terror with you everywhere you go you wouldn't want to carry around the devil death and vanity and vanity just like trucking around in your suitcase actually sounds like a fun time to me like, it sounds like a good party, a witchy party, if you will. Back to this dude, Hans. Um, so he studied in Cologne and then moved to the Netherlands. He actually was listed among one of the most wealthy people that lived there. He kind of established how he composed his paintings really early on. And one of his criticisms was that he never really got better. And he, like, very clearly was copying other people's compositions. So, like, yeah, this stuff, like, the way they're standing, nothing new. And when you say very clearly copied, the, the Greeks loved the contrapposto pose, right? So, like, sure. it are you saying that he was directly, co- like, taking, he was more or less copying paintings-ish, or... He was copying other painters from his time. It wasn't even that he was, like, referencing the Greeks. He was just like, this other painter that I like, cool beans, you painted this way, I'm also going to paint like that. Cool. So he made fan art. Yeah. But he uh, sold it. I mean, no, it's kind of like how every artist goes through the I will only paint faces in three-quarter view, only faces, floating, no shoulders, no nothing. It's kind of like that, but he never got out of that phase. So, um, obviously most of his work is religious, which is the scariest thing on this Halloween day. I'm sorry, Christians. Um, <laughs> later, uh, later in his life, one of the marks of like his earlier works versus his later works is his maidens continued to get slimmer and slimmer, which was more of like an Italian painting thing. You also started to see pooties in his work. Do you know what a pootie is? I don't. They're like little cherubs. It's the actual word for what the little cherubs are, because cherubs are like terrifying angels. But pooties are the little fat babies. That don't exist in... That don't exist at all. Outside of art. No, no, no. They don't exist. It's fine. And upon his death, the notary of Bruges said about him that he was the most skillful painter in the whole world of Christendom. What a glowing review. But I'm in art, there are pagans. But among what? artists, he was not considered good, but the so, Christians liked him. I mean, he's no Leonardo da Vinci by any means, but like, 
Yeah, he was pretty good for, like, where he lived and when he lived and, like, stuff like that. What century? Mm, he lived from... I have it written down in my notes. I just said it. 1430, 40-ish to 1494. Don't ask me what time Da Vinci was around. I don't know. No, that's okay. That's why I have notes. You look like you're thinking. Uh, I'm just contemplating how very Christian this theme is on this very pagan holiday that we're releasing this episode. Listen, listen, Halloween in and of itself is a co-opted holiday. Like, All Hallows' Eve was not. Like I said, also, like, we looked at the final one and we're like, this is our Halloween this is the episode. Pain. This is the painting. So strap in and by golly gee, I will find it spooky if I, if I can. We'll see. I think that religion is a little spooky, but... That's just me. Maybe mm. I think Catholicism is a little spooky. I went to Catholic high school. It is spooky. So like I grew I grew up in like the Bible Belt, Bible Belt of the South, and it's mostly Baptist there. And like I actively like signed a contract saying I wasn't gay to work for a Baptist church at one point because I was dumb and Lol. stupid and I wanted money. It was a mistake. Don't do it. Um and like can say 10 out of 10 Catholics are still scarier to me than Baptists. But, like, it's scary in the classic sense, like, Notre Dame scary and, like, like the kind of scary that I'm, like, in for, not the kind of scary where I'm, like, don't kill me. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just my vibe. So, despite his criticism, I will say, he is considered one of the major Northern Renaissance painters. Once again, I'm a little suspect. Because there isn't a young, genetically modified martial artist reptile named after him. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh... (laughs) I thought I'd be slick, but I was a little too slick. All right. I think I've heard enough about Hans. I need to know more about, about how dogs... And houses. I guess I can see how property might have to do with vanity. Mm, It's not what you think it is, surprisingly. Okay. The house in particular is meant to be, um, it's a watermill, as it happens. And it's meant to talk about incarnation and, like, forever life and, like, the rise from the dead of, like, Jesus or whatever, what have you. And it's meant to be in sharp contrast to the sins of the flesh that we see before us in this naked woman. So the background is supposed to be, like, the goal. Mm, the goal, like, off in the distance. I would say that the dogs are still, like, kind of, like, a part of, like, the earthly realm. Or whatever, what have you. Dogs are dogs are just good, good beans, though. Dogs are just good, good beans. Do you want to talk about... Who the hell this was made for? Because who, who, who? Yeah, someone bought this. So this isn't a tarot deck. This isn't like something cool that you like hold around in your pocket and you're like, I'm going to engage with this and be happy, right? This was actively something, a tool that somebody used to be like, I'm going to think about my sins and hate myself a little bit. Someone commissioned this for that purpose. Someone commissioned this for that purpose. Not my kink, but okay. I mean, not my kink either, but here we are. So, this is for the Loiani family of Bologna. Um, anyway, the way that we can tell who they are is one of their coat of arms is, like, 
hidden somewhere in here. And also these little flurries um, also have to do with them. When you say the flurries, you mean the scrolls? The little scrolls. They're called banderols. Okay. Um, and banderol just is a fancy word for those really, really long flags with script on them. That they're playing gymnastics with. That they're playing gymnastics with. It's kind of like, you know, it, did you ever, like, take gymnastics with the ribbons and mm-hmm. you, like... I, people can make it look really pretty, but I definitely just kind of went... Ah. The, the devil and death are, are making it look real pretty over here. Their presentation is great. I mean, I'm getting some, like, dance party vibes from the two of them. Like, I feel like I'm the girl in the middle who's, like, standing there, like, okay, my legs are together and I can't move because I can't dance. No, that's totally me, too. I know. I can't dance. And I'm the person at the party who hangs out with the dog, so that that I also identify with. That's fair. I identify with this, too. I'm the extrovert that hangs out with the dogs, and I then talk to the introverts who are there with the dogs. Mm, Mm -hmm. that's That's a good vibe. I identify with that. But anyway, this house's motto is nothing good without pain. So you can't have this good, lustful fun without, like, the devil and death accompanied it. I th- I, so I personally would think that because I think that the death and the devil would be a good time on Halloween night. Think about getting drunk with your buds. Like, this sounds great to me. But they thought it was a bad cup of tea. Did they actually, or is this a thing that rich families do? They buy enough art, they look religious enough, it maintains their status. So, I don't know that for sure because I don't, my my research didn't take me, like, down the route of how actually devout was this family. Sure. But this was kind of, like, during that period of, like, self-flagellation. So people and that was were the like, purpose of this art, was to reflect and... Mm-hmm, to su- reflect self- and suffer and, like, stuff like that. I mean, it sounds like their own family motto has to do with it, too. Did it get an update, like, a hundred years later? Who I, knows? You know, who knows? Honestly, like, most family mottos I've heard, even, like, the quote-unquote modern ones kind of suck. They always are like, uh, the foot that steps on me breaks my back, or, like, something equally, like, sad and upsetting but these people definitely like would believe things like the more pain you're in the more holy you are so the more like you're like ah yes the hungrier i am the closer i am to god the more times that i am cold the more that god loves me or whatever um it's it's all silly to me another thing to think about when you're looking at these three painting is there's a theory that this was a polyptic a polyptic is a four or more version of a triptych, right? And they believe that the fourth image would have been Jesus. But it's gone. It's gone. There's no evidence of like which side it would have been on. They don't actually know if this is the, the order that it should have been in or what have you. It was like a part when they found it. And the original like view of it it would have been painted on both sides, but um, the only thing that we have left is the sides that you're looking at right now. Mm. So I know that this isn't like the complete story by any means. So maybe this wasn't a flagellation piece. Maybe this was like a, you get to choose, like, a, I don't know, like a choose your own adventure of like, you get to choose, are you down to party with death and the devil? Or are you gonna live eternally with jesus 
you decide. So are we saying this middle panel is actually a positive thing? Because I thought that one was about portraying vanity. Oh, no, I didn't say it was positive. It's more of a, this is your consequence. Are you going to party and end up in hell? Or are you going to be, like, good and faithful and end up with Jesus or whatever, what have you? I'm sorry I said that in a confusing way. You're okay. Another word for these um, these flourishes is they are called um, admonitories, which is just like a warning, essentially, usually a religious warning. Um, but the banderoles, both of them come from the book of Job. One of them says, Behold, the end of man, clay I was, and to dust and ashes I return. So if you look at death, he's actually standing above a grave mm-hmm. with bones, like, kind of scattered among it. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's, like, some, like, global warming shit in there if you look hard enough. <laughs> Just maybe. And then the devil is, his banderol says, in hell there is no redemption. I also found a quote. That isn't from this triptych, but it's from a triptych, but it's from another painting, rather, by Hans. And it's got a skull in it. And the skull says, I know that my Redeemer lives and that I shall rise again on the last day when, wrapped in my own skin and ashes, I return. Ew. And I was like, that's either the grossest thing or the most metal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, it's very, like, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost. Or Scooby-Doo on Dobby Island. I'm just gonna forcibly, like, say as many spooky things as possible into this podcast. So that this feels spooky and not weird. Was that the description of the death banderol? Mm. Of the death banderol? Do we get know anything about what's being said on the devil no, one? No, no, The devil was the second one, the in hell there's no redemption. Okay. And the first one was the behold the end of man, clay I was, and to dust and ashes I return. I understand. This is all in Latin, of course. Like, this is not in English. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very appropriate. I'm sure they paid extra for the Latin. Oh, I'm sure they paid extra for the Latin. Okay, well, as minimal as the images are in all of these, you can count the different things to look at with the exception of that vanity triptych yeah. item. Tell me more about this one. About the vanity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she is standing in front of a pasture scene, um, and she's got the watermill in front of her. She's also got... She's looking into a mirror... One of the things to know about this painting is that this theme wasn't actually in vogue at the time. Like vanity and thinking about vanity wasn't like a major thing until about like the 16th century. People didn't really like thinking of it. Like the center being the erotic vanitas allegory wasn't like a thing. And like the form of it was very unusual like the trifold form was unusual for the time it become more in vogue another thing to know is that like genitalia was present at the time but um it existed then 
I know, genitalia existed. What the hell? In art, you mean? I meant in art, of course. There was genitalia in sculpture and in paintings and, like, stuff like that. But one of the things that I found interesting is one of my sources mentioned the quote-unquote purely erotic nudity of these pieces were not typical for the time. I'm not really sure what they mean by purely erotic, considering the fact that, like, we're definitely not supposed to identify with her. Yeah, she's, like, vain and possibly lustful and sexy, but she's flanked literally by death and literally by the devil casting people into hell. Like... But if the cards are on top of each other, right, or they're mm-hmm. folded, maybe you can just look at one one piece separate, right, mm. from the others. So my question is, like, has a, a some teen Loyani or some, like, 20-year-old Loyani who's just realized their sexuality, <laughs> like, are they just folding back the devil, folding back the... Uh, Death, folding back the possible Jesus. To, but they're like, ready to go if mom have a walks good time. in. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm meditating. This I'm meditating. This is prayer, it. mom. Mm, prayer. Mm, mm. Maybe it's their kink. Who knows? I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people engage in like religious kinks and stuff like that. This is probably not the case for this family. But like, like I said, I didn't really research how devout these people were. It's fine. Do you want to talk about the demon for a second? Sure. All right. So <clears throat> this devil. Um, so first of all, one of the things that you'll notice is he's got like a gradient on his belly. Um, the person that is like in his torso that's green, he is a demon known as the toad. And he's like meant to be kind of over top of the genitalia of the devil and it's meant to like kind of mirror what's going on with all of these bellies you've got vanity who has like a swollen happy earthly i am fed well belly you have death that's got like an incision in his belly and he's like skinny and gross and then you have a demon straight on the belly of this devil I think it, um, people at the time probably would have looked at that as being like, if you have a happy, full life where you're getting enough to eat and you're vain and blah, then you probably are of this devil demon. You're probably going to lose all of it in death. Another thing to think about is this is, this creature down here is meant to be the Leviathan. Okay. Which is, um, technically it's the same creature that swallowed um jonah i was gonna say it looks a little fish like yeah so the leviathan was essentially a very very big fish that supposedly swam around the ocean and ran amok and was a demon of sorts with a hairy mouth with a hairy hairy mouth he's very very hairy so i actually um have one more fun fact to get into but we're gonna have a bit of a mid-roll i just wanted to let everybody know they should like review and share with a friend if they like this podcast they should like 
the devil, death, or naked women, or, you know, whatever, taking yourself out and thinking about your sins, whatever floats your goat. Floats your goat? Floats your goat. So, you know, it's floats your boat. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's a reference to, um, that's a reference to U-boats, actually. So the implication is that your submarine is sending up its, like, little periscope. It's a reference to a boner. But we're talking about the devil, who is a goat. Whatever floats your uh. goat. It's very long-winded. I think I'm hilarious, but I'm not. I want to, um, suggest that you go listen to a podcast called The Illusionist by Helen Zoltzman. I think it's really cool and fun. Um, Oliver was listening to it while I was a sick, sick bean. It's about language. It's super cool. Yes? It's a it's an English language podcast specifically. It's interested okay. in, I was sick. in specifics of English. You were sick. <laughs> They've just had their 100th episode, and they're doing a tour around North America because they're oh, very fun. excited about it. Um, some other things for you to look out for is I'm going to be at um, the career fair for students at the South High Library Branch Tuesday, November 12th. It's from 530 to 7. It's geared towards high school students to kind of like explore different career options. And I'm going to be there. Don't know why they want me to be there, but I'm excited. It's going to be great. You'll be able to teach kiddos about podcasting. Yeah, I'll be able to teach about podcasting. Maybe I'll be like, hi, I'm also an art history professor. Hi, I'm also a barista. You know, whatever. If you just want to have five jobs, it's okay. I got you. It's fine. It's a good career. You're fine. Fine. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the episode. So are you ready for this biggest, the thing that you've been waiting for, the thing that you wanted to talk about? Yes. Which of those three dogs would you pet first? It's very important. It's very important. It's very important. In the scope of the painting, the floofy dog is closest. The floofy dog is closest. But I want to know more about the two greyhounds. The two greyhounds. With their funny splayed legs. The funny splayed legs. I very specifically want to pet the black greyhound because it looks like my childhood greyhound and I'm very excited. So we actually do know what kinds of dogs, the kind of dog the little floofy dog is. Mm -hmm. It's a little terrier. It's technically named a Grifton. And uh, so I want to point out once again that this is in like the vanity and lust picture and everything that is placed in a painting ever has a reason and has a symbol. Uh, And I've got this quote from Susanna Hammer from the the curator.com. And the symbolism is heightened with the addition of lusty greyhounds, along with a terrier dog, also known as a Grifton, which is meant to either represent marriage or more likely in this case, physical love. These greyhounds got described as lusty. lusty. These amorous greyhounds are symbols <laughs> of lust. <sighs> are they symbols of lust to this art historian or or that's significant to the era? Is they saw 
like this greyhounds is, is down to fuck. These are greyhounds down to fuck. This is living furry paint strokey proof that furries have always been amongst us <laughs> and like us and they're just here and they're ready and they're in our paintings and they're very excited. I have to tell you, there is there is so much more significance to me looking at this little gray greyhound in the frame with its funny splayed with legs. Its funny, funny splayed it, legs. It kind of reminds me of like the classic. Does it remind you of when I just come up to you and Captain Morgan, my legs wide open? I was gonna say it's like an Odalisque, um, start like figure in a painting like the person who's lounged nude on a couch <laughs> with one leg cocked and one leg stretched it's exactly what this doggo is doing little doggo is doing so were yeah. people who had greyhounds uncomfortable with their greyhounds i wondered i you know i so i don't know i i am not from this era they saw those long snoots and went <coughs> The long I'm going to boop that snoot. Oh, I'm going to boop that snoot. <laughs> I I just want to make a Tinder profile. I want for you to every make dog a that profile. I've ever met on um Petfinder. And I know those kind of are dating profiles, but like they're not they're like cute wholesome profiles. I I I want to see like these dogs and what they would be like in real life. Let's be fair. I feel like you need to do an art history Tinder now, and this greyhound needs his own. This greyhound needs his own Tinder. I feel that. Also, I want to comment on how we, I was like, yeah, Captain Morgan joke, and you were just like, classic art history pose. And mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm, that too. Yes, good. Yes, the dog is Captain Morganing. To Captain Morgan, for those who don't know, is to like throw your ankle up on top of a large item, often a barrel. But in, in Kiev's world, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Any, any surface that you can get your foot on top of allows you to cock your leg outward at a the 90 higher, degree, the, the higher the better, but like a 90 degree angle is the minimum at the knee. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to, to pop your one of your hands <coughs> on your hip jauntily. I do it a lot. It's fine. It's okay. What else do you want to talk about? Do we know, th- that is a gem for a painting you didn't think you were going to be covering. The greyhounds were lusty. The lusty greyhounds honestly are the best part. Also, very conflicting messages with what terriers mean. They either mean physical love or they mean marriage. I mean, so, like, everything at the end of the day is about sex and death in art and literature. Okay. If you, like, look far enough. Because Freud says so. I don't know. I, I don't know what that's about. And Like, I, I feel like... So I almost want the terrier not to be white, I'll say, because white, of course, is like the pure color. Listen, there's a white greyhound who's who's like showing off their genitals to the black greyhound. I think he's gray. How he's sh- morally ambiguous. <laughs> because of the coloration oh, of yeah. the dog. No, no, not at all. I just spilled water um, on myself, but that's okay. We're going to continue. What are you looking up? Are you looking up a picture of a Grifton Terrier just to, like, see it? A Griffon? Oh, look at it. It's brown. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, oh no. That one's really hideous. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Anyway. It's for adoption. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I kind of want it now. Do we need to see this dog? No. I'm sure that someone just snagged oh. this. Oh, this is Petfinder. Oh, my God. <laughs> we just... His name is... His name is Nene Nethel. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Russell's Griffon Terrier He's in Max. California. Go get him. <laughs> He's house trained. Go get him. We're going to oh, include a link... <laughs> Maybe we won't. Maybe we won't. I don't think we should. But he's beautiful. Oh, he's... Oh, he's stunning. Oh, he's precious. Who takes photos for Pet Finder? They, they need better photos. They, they need better cameras. We actually get ads for getting better photos of your dogs. So this kind of thing. Right, for for shelters. Like, if I'm, you don't... Is this dog t- pooping? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a video. Oh my god, they have a YouTube video of him. Hey everyone, I'm Oliver. I hope everyone is having a happy and safe holiday. If you're listening to this podcast with us now. Mm -hmm. Do you want anybody to be able to find you or are you a mystery? I'll be a mystery for now. Still a mystery. I see, I see. Well, for me you can find please touch the art oh i guess i'm still kiave or whatever but for me you can still find me on um on every podcatcher i think um i'm on spotify definitely i'm definitely on stitcher and i'm definitely on um apple podcasts um i'm also on instagram and twitter on instagram i'm please touch the art podcast and on twitter i'm i am please tt art it's please tart because please touch the art is way too long apparently k-r-o-d-e-h-e-a-v-e-r-a-r-t.com i also have a gmail it's please touch the art at gmail.com you should send me what kind of art you want to learn about really want to hear about what you want to learn about so i can help you access what you actually care about. Also, I think you should DM me about uh, which dog you think is sexiest and maybe like which Christian religious iconography would make the best tarot cards. Come see me at the library on November 12th if you are a high school person or attached to a high school person who wants to think about careers, I promise, promise, promise I will give you actually useful information. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Goodbye.